everyone, and welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, part of the Edge Sports family. Hopefully, you were able to bring home your fantasy titles last weekend, but thanks to DFS, your fantasy season doesn't have to be over. I'm going to continue to offer my start and set advice through the playoffs by previewing player venues, the forecasted weather, and defensive opponents. Let's get that started for Week 17 with quarterbacks. My quarterbacks with my favorite matchups this week include Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, and Deshaun Watson. For Tom Brady, he draws a home matchup against the Dolphins, the number 32 DVOA pass defense. They increase passing yards and touchdowns by 10% and 50% respectively. That latter number is the most in football. Brady is obviously very incentivized to win, trying to lock up the second seed in, in a, a first-round bye. So he ends up ranked 7th in my rankings, whereas in DraftKings, he's just the 12th most expensive quarterback at $6,000. I think he's a nice value pick this week. For Dak Prescott, uh, he didn't play very well last week, but reports suggest that that had nothing to do with his, his shoulder injury. So I think he's probably healthy and ready to go here at home against the Redskins, the number 23 DVA pass defense, and one that increases passing touchdowns by 32%, second most in football. There's a little bit of a risk here that the Cowboys could lose motivation to play. They're playing at 425 at the same time as the Eagles. And if the Eagles win their game against the Giants, then they'll lock up the NFC East and eliminate the Cowboys from the playoffs. So some second-half risk here that Prescott could lose motivation, possibly a reason that you would want to avoid him in fantasy. And Jared Goff is an interesting scenario in that respect as well. The Rams have already been eliminated, and while most teams that are eliminated from the playoffs uh, end up playing all of the normal starters. There's some reports that the Rams may rest players. I think that's probably going to tend to be the guys that are maybe banged up or have been dealing with injuries. Todd Gurley being the number one of those from a fantasy perspective that I'd be worried about. But Goff faces some risk there as well. Maybe you could avoid him in fantasy, but I also think that he's a pretty good value pick here at home against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are number 27 in DVA pass defense compared to number 15 in DVA run defense. So a team that increases a team's likelihood to pass by 6%. You also increase passing touchdowns by 21%. The weird thing with Goff is that after the last two years, when he scored 5.6 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road, one of the most in, uh, among quarterbacks in football, he's actually scored 3.4 fewer fantasy points per game at home this season. Obviously, the Rams have just been a little bit of a mess, and it kind of disrupted the tendencies that we came to count on. So I guess my, where I land on this is that I would probably maybe start Goff in a more of a tournament setting. Probably wouldn't build a normal team with him as my quarterback, but I'm not going to avoid guys like Robert Woods or especially Tyler Higbee, both of whom I'll talk about in a bit. If you're looking for a fantasy quarterback that you want to start in DFS this week, other than Goff, maybe take a look at Jameis Winston. He's at home versus the Falcons. The Falcons are number 26 in DVA pass defense compared to number 14 in DVA run defense. So another team that's going to skew that workload more toward the pass. The Falcons also increased passing touchdowns by 14% per attempt. And so Jameis is a top five quarterback for me this week, and he's only $6,600 in DraftKings, six most expensive. And then finally, Deshaun Watson of the of the Texans at home versus the Titans. The report suggests that the, the, uh, the Texans aren't going to be resting their starters, even though they're kind of locked into either the three and four seeds, so can't add a bye with good play here. So Watson may be a little bit of a risk if, if that report isn't true, but otherwise this is a really good matchup. The Titans are number 20 in DVA pass defense compared to number 6 DVA run defense. They increase pass plays by 5%. So Watson, by the numbers, ends up as my top-rated quarterback, although, again, a little bit of risk there involved for him. For the quarterbacks with the worst matchups this week, those include Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sam Darnold, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, and Russell Wilson. 
For Ryan Fitzpatrick, he draws that dreaded road matchup here against the Patriots. The Patriots are number one in DVOA pass defense and decreased pass plays by 6%. They also decreased passing yards and touchdowns by 17% and 29%, fourth most in football. I would just look to avoid Fitzpatrick this week, regardless of motivations. It's just a very difficult matchup. Kind of the same, I think, is true for Sam Darnold. He's on the road against the Bills. So this whole AFC East is kind of a a bad place to play in fantasy this weekend. The Bills are number three in DVOA pass defense compared to number 20 in DVOA run defense. So should encourage the the Jets to run the ball a little bit more than pass. Uh, And the Bills also decreased passing yards and touchdowns by 11% and 35%. That second number being the second most in football. One other thing to keep an eye on here in the game in Buffalo is that there's a chance of rain. A couple days ago, that was borderline likely up to 80%. It's decreasing a little bit, so something you can keep an eye on over the course of the weekend. But there's a chance of rain here and also a chance of moderate winds. Another thing that would probably skew the workload for both teams, in fact, away from the pass and towards the run, making Darnold less valuable in fantasy. Drew Brees is a very interesting case here. Uh, is a player that is probably hotter than anybody in fantasy football right now, but his, his career and season-long home and road splits suggest this may not be the right place to start him on the road in Carolina. This season, he scored 11.0 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road. Over the last four years, he scored 5.4 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road, so that's not entirely a small sample-related issue either. Breeze just tends to do much better at home in the Dome in New Orleans. Carolina hasn't been playing well, but most of that bad Defensive efforts have come from the the run defensive side of things. They're the number 32 DVOA run defense compared to number 8 DVOA pass defense. And so because of that, they decreased passing touchdowns per attempt by 26%. I think a lot more of the the fantasy success in this game is probably going to end up with Alvin Kamara and maybe Latavius Murray. So Breeze may not be the best option for you, in particular because he's $7,000 in DraftKings, the second most expensive quarterback. I think he's more of a back-end QB2 because of the matchup. And that's something that's bared out for him throughout most of the season, even though last week that didn't end up being the case with the late drive and touchdown against the Titans. And then Derek Carr, he's on the road against the Broncos. This is probably like a more traditional avoid matchup. Uh, that road matchup is their number 15 in DVA pass defense, which isn't that outstanding, but they decreased pass plays by 5% and decreased passing touchdowns by 21%. So this is definitely the case where the defense is a worse matchup from a fantasy perspective than it is from a real life perspective. Plus, this game in Denver is slated to be cold, 29 degrees at kickoff. One of the couple only uh, very cold games this weekend. So something I think you should probably avoid uh, in fantasy. And then with Russell Wilson, he is going to be motivated to play. The Seahawks versus 49ers matchup is going to decide the NFC West and and likely decide buys among everything else going on in the NFC there. So Wilson is going to be playing hard throughout the entire game. But this could still be a tough matchup. It's a little tough to say. For the season, the 49ers, they're number two in DVOA pass defense and decreased pass plays by 12%, second most in football. But they haven't been playing as well of late, allowing two passers to throw for over 300 yards in the last three weeks and allowing nine total touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns over the last three weeks. They only allowed nine passing touchdowns between weeks three and 13, so like an 11-week stretch there. So obviously a huge difference in quality of play of late. Some of that, I think, had to do with injuries, and they're recovering from them to a certain extent. But because of the motivation, I probably wouldn't work too hard to avoid Wilson this week. I probably view him as a borderline quarterback one, quarterback two for the week. Okay, next up, running backs. The ones of the best matchups this week include Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Sonny Michelle, and Marlon Mack. 
I already mentioned a little bit when I was talking about Drew Brees about the Saints running backs, but that Panthers matchup is the best in football for fantasy running backs. They're number 32 in DVOA run defense, and they increase run plays by 6%, rushing yards per attempt by 22%, and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 149%. Both the yards per attempt and touchdowns per attempt boosts are the most in football, and by far the most in football in the case of touchdowns per attempt. All of that for me boosts Kamara up to number two for me at running backs. It's $7,800. He's only seventh in DraftKings, so I think he's definitely someone you would you could build a lineup around. And I also think Latavius Murray is a pretty good option as well at $5,600. This could be a case where some of the secondary options end up getting run here, which was definitely the case last week for the Colts when Jordan Wilkins got close to a 100-yard and touchdown game. Uh, and for the Browns, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, both of them here get boosted by this road matchup against the Bengals. The Bengals are number 28 in DVOA run defense, but also number 30 in DVOA defense against receiving backs. So I think Chubb is going to probably get a lot of run. They increase run plays by 20% the most in football, but that'll also speed uh, spill over into workload for Hunt, and Hunt will probably catch a lot of targets. Uh, this is something that's been boosting his fantasy value of late as well. And then the Bengals also increase rushing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 10% and 12%. All around, this is a really good matchup here. Plus, this is the game that, even while a lot of other games, the, the rain has been kind of dissipating in the forecasts. This game here in Cincinnati continues to have a high percent chance of rain, something that skews workload towards the run and away from the pass. Another reason I think you can probably rely on Chubb and Hunt uh, this weekend for, for your DFS lineups. For Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys, again, this is facing a little bit of risk if the Eagles end up blowing out the Giants, that they could lose motivation. But for, for a while, Elliott is in there playing. This home matchup against the Redskins is a good one for his fantasy potential. The Redskins are number 25 in DVA run defense. Increased run plays by 17%, third most in football. Increased rushing yards per attempt by 8% per attempt. For Sonny Michelle at home against the Dolphins, the Dolphins are number 27 in DVA run defense. I mean, not any worse against the run than they are against the pass, but they do increase run plays by 18%, the second most in football. So I think this is a matchup where Michelle in particular will get some extra work uh, as the power back in that offense. For Marlon Mack, he did pretty well last week against the Panthers in that plus matchup. He gets the second best probably matchup for a fantasy running back this week on the road against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are number 31 in DVOA run defense. They decrease run plays by 8% and increase rushing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 13% and 46% respectively. Uh, maybe not quite as good a matchup as the Panthers, but that may hurt Jordan Wilkins more than Mack. I would definitely roll with Mac this week in your in your DFS lineups. The running backs with the worst matchups this week include Benny Snell, David Montgomery, uh, Delance Turner, um, Devin Singletary, Gus Edwards, and Leonard Fournette. For Benny Snell, I'm still thinking that James Conner is likely going to miss this week's game. He did not practice on Wednesday, um, and, and just given the, the plethora of injuries he's had to deal with, I think it's unlikely that he'll make it on the field. That means that Snell will be the early down back for the Steelers, but the Ravens are, they haven't really been a good matchup uh, this season for running backs, decreasing run plays by 18%, second most in football. Maybe that'll let up a little bit with Robert Griffin and some of the other backups in. Maybe the Ravens won't be able to go up ahead in terms of like multi-score touchdown leads like they have through much of the season. But I still think Snell may be a little bit of a risk. Maybe Jalen Samuels could be a little bit better play for you uh, right now in DFS. For David Montgomery, he's on the road with Chicago uh, at the Vikings. The Vikings are a traditional bad matchup for a running back in fantasy. They're number five in DVA run defense, and they decrease rushing touchdowns per attempt by 52%, third most in football. For Montgomery, who does the bulk of his work on the ground, I think that's a particularly tough spot. 
makes him a little bit more susceptible to the matchup than, than other running backs would be. Delance Turner, maybe somebody you could consider playing even with the bad matchup on the road against the Patriots. The Pats are number two, uh, seven in DVOA run defense, and while that isn't as strong as their number one DVOA pass defense, they do decrease run plays by 11% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 55%, second most in football. But with Miles Gaskin uh, landing on injured reserve, he had just come off career highs of nine and 16 carries the last two weeks. It looked to me like he was taking over the early down work from Patrick Laird. And so I'm curious if maybe Delance Turner will be the one that does that for the Dolphins this week. And if Turner ends up getting, you know, 10 or more carries this week, I think that'll probably outweigh the bad matchup, given that he only costs $3,300 in DraftKings right now. So that's definitely a risk, maybe a tournament play type of option for you this week. Laird will probably do the bulk of the receiving work, which is probably something that's a little bit more doable against the Patriots than just getting those, those you know, carries, and in particular goal line type of carries that Turner might need to boost his fantasy value. For Devin Singletary, this Jets matchup is very difficult for running backs. They're number two in DVOA run defense compared to number 19 DVOA pass defense. They also decrease rushing yards and touchdowns by 29% and 17%. So definitely difficult for Singletary on the ground. But given that he's so involved as a receiving back out of the backfield, maybe somebody who can get away with that matchup a little bit. Obviously, you want to avoid um, Frank Gore in this matchup if you weren't already. Singletary has really seen his workload increase of late. So he's kind of a workhorse back at this point. For Gus Edwards, of these guys with the bad matchups, Edwards is the one that I'm definitely most inclined to actually put in my fantasy lineups. He's at home against the Steelers, who were the number three DVOA run defense, and they decreased rushing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 18% and 64%. That latter number is the most in football. But Edwards is someone that I think is going to get a little bit more work than the uh, than the DraftKings prices would suggest. Right now, he's $4,800 in DraftKings, while Justice Hill the receiving back rookie is $4,600, so about even, suggesting they're going to score about the same amount of work. And I kind of get that because the Steelers are a particularly bad matchup for a running a running running back as opposed to a receiving running back. Hill is more of a receiving back type of player, but I still think Edwards is more likely to get carries here. I think it's probably going to be something like a three to two type of workload, workload uh, split between these two with Mark Ingram already ruled out for this game. So as such, I think Edwards is a little bit better by this week. I have him 30th in just my PPR rankings, while Hill is 45th. So I think that that DraftKings pricing split should be a little bit more extreme than it is. And so I think I would start Edwards in in DFS, uh, even though it it seems like a particularly bad matchup for him. And then finally, Leonard Fournette at home versus the Colts. The Colts are the number 21 DVOA run defense, so not very great by efficiency standards, but they do decrease run plays by 5%. In rushing touchdowns per attempt by 44%, the fourth most in football. So another case where I think the fantasy matchup was a little bit worse than the real-life matchup for Fournette. Uh, Maybe somebody to avoid this week as well. Next up, the wide receivers with the best um, matchups this week include Robert Woods, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Brashad Perryman, and Amari Cooper. For Woods, assuming that the Rams end up playing all their starters in this game, at least the healthy ones, he draws a really plus matchup here at home against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are number 27 in DVOA pass defense, uh, and they're also number 26 in DVOA against number one receivers, so both of these stack up well for Woods. The Cardinals increase pass plays by 6% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 21%. So all of that boosts Woods to my number six wide receiver this week, whereas his $7,000 price in DraftKings suggests he's more of a back-end wide receiver one. I think Woods is a bit of a value this week. Julio Jones, I don't think is a value. He's up at $8,500 uh, $8, in DraftKings. 
I think that fully captures both the plus matchup here and the recent uptick in his target share, which he's seen a lot since the Calvin Ridley injury has kind of made him the primary option on the team. Uh, but the Buccaneers are a great matchup. They're number 19 in DVOA against number one receivers and that and a lot of other passing respects, increasing pass plays, etc. So I think Jones is somebody you can start, even if you're paying full price for him. Probably also true for DeAndre Hopkins at home versus the Titans. Uh, beyond just their number 20 DVOA pass defense, they're number 29 in DVOA against number one receivers and increased pass plays by 5%. It's a great spot here for Hopkins. For Brashad Perryman, that may be somebody you can get at a little bit of a value still. He's at home versus the Falcons. They're number 26 in DVOA pass defense and increased passing touchdowns per attempt by 14%. So all of that ends up boosting him up to fifth, assuming Chris Godwin doesn't play this game. And the $6,700 price in DraftKings is tied for 13th at the position. So good value there. For Amari Cooper uh, with the Cowboys, not great value here. He still has what I would consider to be an inflated price of $6,500 in DraftKings. But this is a good matchup against the Redskins, number 23 in DVOA pass defense. Increased passing touchdowns by 32% per attempt, second most in football. Given Cooper's up and down tendencies, I could see him being a worthwhile pick and maybe more of a tournament setting, where if he had a two-touchdown day, that would really boost your fantasy prospects. But I'm not sure I would start him in in a more typical type of format. For the wide receivers of the worst matchups this week, those include Michael Thomas, Devontae Parker, Jamison Crowder, Keenan Allen, and Deontay Johnson. For Michael Thomas, I don't think you ever necessarily should bench him, and I think you could start him in DFS any particular week, but he gets the, the bad draw here as Breeze gets the bad draw on the road against the Panthers. When Breeze does his, does worse on the road, that tends to affect his skill position players, Thomas included. Uh, the Panthers, again, number eight in DVOA pass defense compared to number 32 DVOA run, uh, run defense. So we expect a little bit more work to go Kamara and Latavius Murray's way than Michael Thomas's way this week. For Devontae Parker, he's obviously been playing great, probably a top five wide receiver over the second half of the season in fantasy, but on the road against the Patriots, that's about as bad a matchup as it gets. The Pats are number one in DVOA pass defense, but also number one in DVOA against every receiver grouping, number one, number two, and other receivers. So bad for everybody on the Dolphins, but Parker being the fantasy target you would normally target, not a good spot for him. The Pats also decreased pass plays by 6%, passing yards per attempt by 17%, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 29%, all of which, for me, drops him to a back-end wide receiver three range, but he's still $7,100 in DraftKings, I think is way too expensive for him this week. For Jamison Crowder, he gets this road game against the Bills that they're number three in DVOA pass defense and also top 10 against all three receiver groups, number one, number two, and other receivers. That includes slot receivers like Crowder, so I think this is going to be a tough spot for him. Uh, he, he's not a big touchdown scorer, but he this does also decrease touchdowns by 35% per attempt, second most in football. So I would probably look to avoid Crowder and your other Jets skill you know, players this week, except for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's on the road against the Chiefs, who have the number two DVA defense against number one receivers. Could be a tough spot for him here, too. And this Chiefs game is the other game with some weather concerns uh, it's 35 degrees at kickoff in Kansas City, and there are also some moderate winds. So it could be a tough day uh, for the Chargers offense on the road there. Um, maybe Keenan Allen, somebody to avoid in DFS this week. And then Deontay Johnson on the road against the Ravens here with the Steelers. The, the Ravens are top five against number one and other receivers, so both receiver groupings. I think could be a tough spot here for Johnson doing some slot work. Um, and again, this game includes some chance of rain. So I think 
even though it may be a little bit easier of a matchup with the Ravens resting some of their starters, I wouldn't be eager to start Deontay Johnson this week in DFS or otherwise. And let's close this up with talking about tight ends. The ones with the best matchups this week include Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper, Jason Witten, Darren Fells, and Jonu Smith. Higby is the one that you definitely want to start. He draws the best matchup for tight ends in football at home against the Cardinals. They're number 27 in DVOA pass defense in general, but number 32 in DVOA defense against tight ends. They allow 73 yards per game to the position. That's the most in football. And just generally increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 21%. So all of that, great news for Higby. Meanwhile, Higby probably doesn't even need a good matchup to be an excellent play in fantasy right now. He's averaged 11 targets per game over the last four games and scored 21.2 fantasy points per game over that stretch. That's actually the most at the position. So this is a really good spot for him. I have him second this week at the position, and he's even though he's up to $5,600 in DraftKings, that's just the fourth highest at the position, and I think Higby is still a pretty nice value. I would definitely build some fantasy lineups around him in DFS this weekend. If you want to avoid Higby because he actually could be in a lot of DFS lineups that you're facing, uh, Austin Hooper may be a good choice uh, on the road against the Buccaneers. They're number 23 in DVOA defense against tight ends, and they allow 63 yards per game to the position. That's fourth most. Um, not a great value at $5,800 in DraftKings, but definitely another option. Jason Witten, probably more of a value play. The Redskins are number 23 in DVOA pass defense and number 32 in DVOA defense against tight ends down there with the Cardinals. They allow 61 yards per game to the position, and they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 32%, second most in football, all of which boosts Witten up to number 10 for me at the position, whereas in DraftKings, his $3,900 is just 14th highest at the position. Darren Fells, another good um, value play, a little bit of a deeper shot here at just $3,100 in DraftKings. But the Titans are number 27 in DVOA defense against tight ends, allowing 57 yards per game to the position. You know, Fells, you're probably relying a little bit more on him scoring a touchdown, and the Titans aren't a big booster for touchdown scoring for the passing game. But still, I think a, a decent option for you is more of a flyer pick if you need to save some money at the position. And then across the field, Jonu Smith, um, he's been getting a little bit more work of late. Uh, at that Texans matchup, they allow 60 yards per game at the position. I think he is an okay value at $4,100 in DraftKings this week. And then for the Titans, are the worst matchups this week. Those include Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, Mike Gesicki, George Kittle, and Hunter Henry. Some of those guys, like uh, you know Kelsey and, and Kittle in particular, I'm not going to avoid in DFS, certainly. Darren Waller, though, I think you definitely shouldn't avoid. He's on the road at the Broncos. They're the number six DVOA defense against tight ends, and they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 21%. Meanwhile, I think it's become clear that Waller shows a pretty marked tendency whether or not Hunter Renfro was on the field or not. Renfro got hurt um, with a rib injury a few weeks ago, and over the three-game stretch without him, he saw 8.3 targets per game, 7.0 receptions per game, and 98 receiving yards per game, kind of in line with what he saw earlier in the season when the rookie Renfro wasn't involved. But over the the last six games with Renfro on the field, including last week in Week 16, Waller has seen just 5.3 targets, 3.2 receptions, and 43 yards per game with Renfro on the field. So he's basically averaging half as many fantasy points per game with Renfro in the lineup. Renfro is going to play this week. For me, that drops Waller down to eighth at the position, kind of the bottom of that top tier at the position. Whereas his DraftKings price of $5,400 is fifth highest at the position, I would definitely avoid him at the position for this week. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. 
I'll be back next week to review the matchups for the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs. So thank you, and I will talk to you then. Thank you.